Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the second book of Samuel. At the turn of the year, when kings go out on campaign, David sent out Joab along with his officers and the army of Israel, and they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. David, however, remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David rose from his siesta and strolled about on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing, who was very beautiful. David had inquiries made about the woman and was told she is Bathsheba, daughter of Eliam and wife of Joab's armor-bearer, Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers and took her. When she came to him, he had relations with her. She then returned to her house. But the woman had conceived and sent the information to David, I am with child. David therefore sent a message to Joab, Send me Uriah the Hittite. So Joab sent Uriah to David. When he came, David questioned him about Joab, the soldiers, and how the war was going. And Uriah answered that all was well. David then said to Uriah, Go down to your house and bathe your feet. Uriah left the palace, and a portion was sent out after him from the king's table. But Uriah slept at the entrance of the royal palace with the other officers of his lord and did not go down to his own house. David was told that Uriah had not gone home. On the day following, David summoned them, and he ate and drank with David, who made him drunk. But in the evening, Uriah went out to sleep on his bed among his lord's servants, and did not go down to his home. The next morning, David wrote a letter to Joab, which he sent by Uriah. In it, he directed, Place Uriah up front, where the fighting is fierce. Then pull back and leave him to be struck down dead. So while Joab was besieging the city, he assigned Uriah to a place where he knew the defenders were strong. When the men of the city made a sortie against Joab, some officers of David's army fell, and among them Uriah the Hittite died. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to the crowds, This is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He knows not how. Of its own accord, the land yields fruit, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And when the grain is ripe, he wields the sickle at once, for the harvest has come. He said, To what shall we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed that when it is sown in the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to understand it. Without parables, he did not speak to them, but to his own disciples, he explained everything in private. The Gospel of the Lord. Our Holy Father, Pope Francis, likes the tango, a dance believed to have originated in poor areas of his native Argentina. He, as Archbishop in Buenos Aires, even had people dance the tango in his church sanctuary at Mass once. All I know about the tango is that it takes two. Two people sin grievously, 
in today's passage. Their actions lead, like most grievous sins do, to even greater ones. The book of Samuel, as we've seen at Mass the last two weeks, is full of great action and adventure. Young David defeats Goliath, and then he becomes a fugitive because jealous King Saul wants to kill him. In today's passage, King David is sitting pretty up in Jerusalem. He's conquered all his enemies. The former shepherd boy is now very powerful and wealthy. Today, we break from the action and turn to romance. Bathsheba takes a bath and makes sure David from his perch can see her. The writer includes that fact to show that she shares guilt in the affair. There's no coercion here. She is not violated. To make matters worse, her husband, Uriah the Hittite, is an honorable man and a valiant soldier. He is true to his king, true to his fellow brothers in arms, and he is true to his young, beautiful wife. Bathsheba's guilt ends with her adultery, but David who up to this point had been so good and wise and noble, he's been taken captive by his passions, his lower instincts. Now he's become foolish and cowardly. He recruits the great soldier, his general Joab, to connive in the murder of Uriah. Perhaps it would have been one thing if Uriah was a bad person, but he was good. Joab should have said to David, Murder? This is below you as the king, and I'd hope you would have thought it be below me, your loyal servant as well. But success had corrupted Joab. He had become greedy and ambitious. He felt his own career could be advanced by this sordid business. And so, an innocent man, Uriah the Hittite, dies. The passions, they are neither good nor bad, they're just there. But if we are ruled by them, we're not free. Our minds get clouded, and we're not the rational human beings God made us to be. We see the bright, shiny apple, and we know we're not supposed to yank it off the tree, but we do it anyway. Then, instead of telling God we're sorry and ending it there, we try to justify our actions with stories we've made up in our own minds that brings on a vicious circle of sin. Lies beget lies. And that's no way to live. One does not have to go up on his roof anymore to eyeball a Bathsheba. No, the Bathshebas are coming at us from all angles. Television, movies, computers, phones. Amidst all the temptation the world throws at us, we have to keep our heads and remember where we came from. David forgot that part. He forgot that the lowly shepherd Becoming a king was God's work, not his. It was a gift, and David threw it in God's face. Let us always remember where we came from and where we're going. We'll remain free that way, not not chained to our passions, not blinded by lust. But if we fall, there is hope, there is mercy. King David, the adulterer and murderer, found it. So can we.